want to post I'm blessed. Like you're not you're not blessed. You're bragging. Right? <laughs> you're not blessed. You're bragging. Breon Barnett 2025. You offer him right now before the end of the show. He's coming. King our nation. Number one pick in the nation. Money in my payment. Money in my placement. I am. Starting on a payment. I am. King our nation. Number one. Yeah. One of the scores like 40 to 40. Buy for a movie, a 30 for 30. Been from the south, making real dirty. Been talking loud, but nobody heard me. Is that to me up? CG and D&D, y'all can't start. Y'all can't call me on James. Y'all thought y'all was worthy. Y'all isn't worthy. CGN, we all we got. Glad to be here. New episode today. We got a uh, we got a good guest, good treat, a, a personal friend of mine. Um, University uh, George Mason University head basketball coach Kim English. How you doing today, Kim? Thanks for joining us. What's up, G Bo? Appreciate you having me. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Glad to have you, man. Really, really excited about having you on the show. We're gonna jump right into it. I wanted to I wanted to bring you on, Coach, because. A lot of our listeners, we we haven't we're, we're trying to attract players and parents and help them navigate through the whole uh, amateur and, and college sports profession, so to speak. So I wanted to bring you on today and and ask you about the whole recruiting game, the whole college offer game. Uh, oftentimes we hear, and it's funny because you could it's probably a hashtag now. You go on these kids. Uh, social media handles, their Twitter handles, and you hear blessed to, to receive an offer from XYZ College. Mm-hmm. Me being in the game a little bit, you know, I have sons in AAU right now. I have a lot of friends in college coaching. I'll go and ask a specific coach about a certain kid that might have posted something, and they might be like, I didn't offer that kid, or this and that. I want to start off with really... Can you explain to us in your eye, when is an offer really an offer? And you could break that down. Well, you know, it's, it's a, I feel like just one, it's different, but you know, depending on what program you're at. I know when I was at the University of Colorado, I was at the University of Tennessee, we didn't, what you call, throw out offers. We did not throw like an, an offer was something that came after a very, uh, you know, thorough evaluation process, learning about the, the, the young athlete, obviously learning about his, his academic status, you know, getting to know the people around him, the, you know, uh, his situation, life, home, coaching, you know, and then an offer was, was real. You know, we offered you, you were, on our list of guys that we were going to target and, 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 and try to get. Some programs are different. You know, a, a lot of times an offer, honestly, right now, in this day and age, it just triggers interest. Um, a lot of the offers aren't that? committable offers. And honestly, it's the game. It's the game uh, you, you can, I mean, <laughs> it's exactly what I said. You know, you can't come. You know, yeah, we may have offered you, we may have offered you three months ago, but you know, we're not recruiting you. So it's kind of that. That's kind of wow. similar to like when I grew up. That that official, le- you get a letter in the mail. It might be a coach's signature on it. It looks like it looks like that letter is kind of equal to in this day and age the the non-committable offer. 
my man seems perplexed right now. Like, it, because it, it, it's nothing binding. It's right. nothing binding. Let's say, let's say I offer a kid, you know, because we really did like him to a point, you know, and let's say this is, I'll put it like this. Hmm. We were recruiting a kid and we really liked him. We offered him a scholarship and, you know, he had an opportunity to take that, to take it at that moment. You know, he says, coach, I appreciate it, but I want to go into July and keep trying to play and keep trying to, you know, um, get, get bigger recruitment or whatever. So I'm, I said, okay, that's fine. That's cool. No, no problem, man. Do your thing. We go into June, July, and we continue to evaluate him. And the more I got to watch him, the less I liked him. That offer is no longer on the table. Do you tell a kid that? No, I oh. mean, no, no, you know it, you know, when, when recruitment stops, when communication stops, right. You know, when our offers start going other places where visits start getting scheduled other places. So it's the reality of it is like, it, and it's, it's, it's natural. Offers really used to mean something to college coaches. They really used to mean something. And it was bound, it was bound binding. It was like, my word is bond. But as the advent of social media and the offer game became disingenuous, you know, you want to post, I'm blessed. Like, you're not, you're not blessed. You're bragging. Right? <laughs> you're not blessed. You're bragging. You know, right, right. you're blessed to receive. Like, no, you're not. Right. You know, you just went off. So it kind of saturated the uh, strength or the value of offers. And now coaches, it just it like it almost triggers recruitment. I, right. So, I, right. That's what was the, my next question was, why is it so copycat where you have after a kid gets offered, then everybody in that that league, that conference or whatever, will start offering the kid. They may not have even seen the kid play. Again, that's, you know, that's very fluid. You know, that's... Yeah, that's everybody different, I guess, on that, right? Every, you know, we don't move like that. I don't offer anybody right. because he got some A-10 offers or whatever. We right. offer who we want, you know, but... So I can't really speak to that, uh, but right. sometimes it does trigger a... Uh, what, what does happen, though, this is pretty true. If you do see a kid that does... You know, like for us, you know, if if uh, if if we're in there recruiting a kid and we've identified him early and we offered him, it happened to us this past cycle, two cycles ago. We were one of the first schools on the kid, like us in LaSalle, you know, like a young man from Richmond named Justin Fernandez. We were in early, in there good. He mm-hmm. went into um, the spring and summer and he started to play well. And George Mason and LaSalle turned into Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Maryland, like not, not Maryland, Georgetown. Mm. Uh, his recruitment took off. And like if Florida sees Tennessee or A&M, if other SEC teams offering it, it just may make them go look and see. I, I give coaches the benefit of the doubt it makes them go look at the kid they like the kid then I, I don't think kids any coaches are offering just because you got an offer would you prefer a kid and their parents to keep an offer quiet and away from social media if you can have it your way 
Because I know, and we, we both, we, we both know somebody personally that did that in Baltimore recently. Right. And and then their kid, you know, ended up going Big East. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? Not Big East. Where are they now? ACC. You know what I mean? And he, the kid never even had social media, but he does now, of course, after he posted. But it's funny because I know you were one of his targets at first. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's cool. I think that is cool. Um, you know, it, 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 honestly, I don't care right. if it's posted or not, but I, I do think it does tell me a little bit more about the kid um, that, you know, he's not focused on or distracted by that stuff that truly doesn't matter. Right. Like, because if you really not think, a lot of out there though right now. But if but hey, but that's okay because there's not a lot of NBA players out there. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of all conference players out there. There's not a lot of conference player of the years out there. Like you know what I mean? It's not a lot of NCAA tournament teams out there. You know, <laughs> yeah. only 60 kids get drafted, right? So it's yeah. fine. Like, but we're seeking for those kids that are different and move different. Right. You know, it, it oh. goes on to um you know, when the kids get to your program, like I tell our guys all the time, like, yo, do you see Steph Curry retweeting after he has a good game? Like, Damian Lillard ain't reposting every time someone mentions him on Instagram. Right, no doubt. Repost, repost, look at me, look at me, look at me. Like, right. Right. So, right. like right. you say there's not a lot of guys out there. Exactly. Like, right. that is 100% what we're looking for. We don't want, I don't want every other kid. You know, you want kids that are different. I had, I had a coach, um, Coach from school was recruiting my son. And he said, uh, you know, I want him. He said, but I'm not going to offer him. He said this. Until he got there. He right? said, I'm not going to offer him until you guys come, pretty much. Because I don't want, he said, once I offer him, he said, then everybody in our conference is going to be on him. He was like, right now, he's the best kept secret. <laughs> so he Mom, said. He told me that. There's some coaches like that. Uh, there's some coaches like that. My old boss, Tad Boyle, was like that. You won't offer you, you know, just to put it on social media. You see, you know, he likens it to playing, playing poker. You know, if you playing poker, you want to show somebody. And now, like, if you're talking about, if you want to, if I, if you're telling me I'm offering you a scholarship and you're going to commit right now, it's done. You want that offer? You got it. You're done. Mm. If you're telling me you want me to offer you just to put it on social media, then and he won't do it. So it's it's I, I I get that, you know. Breon Barnett, twenty twenty five. You offer him right now before the end of the show. He's coming. I'm expecting you. So, listen. So my my next question. God, plug that. That's good to know. Hey. So, but let, let me ask you this: How much attention do you pay to rankings? Yes. What what's the new name? Bacardi? What with the ESPN guy? Whatever. Call me and Cardi. Yeah, like I heard somebody come on and blast them. Blast them the other day. You know our man yeah, blasted yeah, yeah, them the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yo, yeah. stop. You don't come to any games. Stop ranking all these Like, kids. stop helping them out. Like, yeah. y'all AAU coaches and people are right. helping this dude out. So, all right, you was at University of Tennessee. You was at Missouri. You was at Tennessee. Um, you're at George Mason now. Do you pay attention to ESPN rankings? Does it give you a, is it just a guide? Do you look at it and say, well, I, oh, he's too low. He's 250, so I can't, you know what I mean? Of course not. I just want to hear from, from a coach's mouth. No, I think, I think those guys uh, have value. You know, Paul Bencardi, Eric, Bo Eric Bossy, uh, Travis Branham, 
You know, uh, you know the, 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 those guys absolutely have value. I, I think in the evaluations, a lot of them have scouting services, recruiting services. They they are at games we aren't at, and they post their thoughts on how a kid played and all that stuff. But you know, as far as the ranking goes, you know, you you see it, you monitor it. You know, it's but again, I'm different because I'm thinking really long term with these guys, like. And all I think about is where was Stephen Curry, Dame Lillard, and C.J. McCollum, and Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard, and where were they ranked? Where, like, who were ranked? Like, I know Chris Middleton in the class of 2009 was like, I think Chris Middleton was like 140, right? Like, Draymond Green was like, so like, right. we're the only place in the world that does that with amateurs. The only place in the world, right? And, and so it's like you, 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 like you, you can't, you can't look at, you can't look at a bunch of baby lions and tell me which one is going to be right. no the doubt. king. You no know, doubt. so for, for me, it's it's not important for me at I, all. I, 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 I um, had a coach. Um, this is um, years ago. I made my way down. It was at the EY EYBL. Um, championship. I made my way down to the floor and I was watching a game with um, <clears throat> an assistant coach of a, of, a, of a high division one school. We just started talking. And I asked him, I said, what's, what's your thoughts about rankings? And he His exact words was ranking, rankings will get you effing fired. And I, I said, why do you say that? He said, because once a kid is ranked, he said, you don't know how this kid is ranked. Anybody can start a publication and rank a kid. And he said, you know, there's all the people paying for rankings, all kinds of stuff. He said, you know, you get the kid there. He said, but when they get ranked, you ha- you get pressure to get the kid. That's what he said. He's like, you have pressure to get the kid because he's ranked from whoever, the school, the shoe companies, whatever, you know, to get the kid. He said, then when you get the kid in there, he said, you like, he can't, he, he's not good at all. So he was like, he go, you know, he goes to make sure he sees the kids. But he said, but he was saying that, you know, a lot of coaches get duped because they have pressure to get a kid because they're ranked. Yeah, I think you want to, you know, have a class that's ranked high and all that stuff. That, that, that stuff's for fans. It's entertainment. Fans, I was getting ready to say, bring the it's fans. So I think, I think as you, you know, you just want to keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing is 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 is, is recruiting the right kids and tough kids that will help you win games, compete for championships. Like, and that it, it's it's hard to think about that stuff in May and June and July and August. You you get you know you you we're all a, we're suckers for talent and right. big time dunks. But uh, you know that the rankings, the preseason rankings, the predictions. That's all just that's all time fillers. It's just filling time. It's just filling time. Um, what matters is the games. I, I, Coach, I'm about to ask you something, and I this is my this is strictly my opinion. Okay, which which don't value a lot. <laughs> so, I think I've said I've said this to him um, before. I'm I'm a trainer, like I'm 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 a full time trainer here in in Atlanta, whatever, right? And I've been around, like, you know, just give you a, a, just a little background on me. Um, my, my, my son's group was 
my son, Anthony Edwards, Kyle Sturdivant, um, um, a couple guys who play uh, football or whatever. But we, we were the best team in the state of Georgia by 30 points. Like, we, we, we were running through teams. So we were, like, top five in the country from 8 to 14, 13 or whatever. So, I, I, you know, I've seen, I've seen the talent. I've seen kids who couldn't play when they were young, and then all of a sudden they're, like, top 20 as they develop and so forth. But I, as I watched this, the, the, some of the kids that are getting to these high Division I schools that are playing high Division I basketball, a lot of them, and this is, like, again, this is my opinion, I just feel like a lot of them don't belong there. You, I, I, I look at them and it's like almost like half of them, 50% of them really don't belong on that level. And that goes back to rankings and connections and different things why kids are offered because coaches, college coaches, I, you know, they'll offer one kid to get another kid. You know what I'm saying? I'm not to say you do, but I'm just saying that's the type of stuff that that goes on or offer because he's with a certain program so he can have a relationship with, you know, with a coach. And I see and, and see a mid-major ball. And you said, to your point, you said, well, what was Steph Curry ranked? What was, you know, Paul George ranked? You know, those guys played mid-major ball, but now look at them. So I think like 50% of the play of these guys who are playing this high division one ball don't belong there. And that's why they're, they're always transferred. No, I, no, I, I just said it's my opinion. That's all. I, what I'm saying is that's why they're transferring a lot. There's a lot of transfers. They get there. They're sitting. You know what I'm saying? Coaches are recruiting over them and all that. What, 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 what's your thought about that? No, I mean, hey, man, I mean, you, you, every player, every coach makes whatever decision they feel is best for them. And I think you let the chips fall where they may there. I mean, I think what, 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 where, what, where, where an individual belongs, I think, is up to their and, and, and their own family's goals. So, I, I mean, I can't speak for 50% of, of uh, high major basketball, but, you know, I think um, you, you can have success at a, a lot of places. You know, success can be a lot of different things, you know. So, yeah. How much do you value – how much do you look at the parent? Mm. We, you know, we got you got crazy parents out there. Is there times you may go to a game and see a nut parent and cross that player out? You know, you got you got a lot of parents now trying to push their kids on social media, and I know you guys really don't want to hear from a parent. You want to hear from their high school coach, their their travel league coach, and so so does. Will you look at the behavior of a parent and cross the player out? Let's say he he. You say you want good players. Let's say he passed. He checks all those boxes, but then you go to AYB. You go to a Pete. You go to an open tournament, and you see this nut in the stands, or you you happen to follow him on Instagram, right? And you see him carrying on like that. Would you cross that player off because of that parent? I have before. I have I have crossed off players before. Um, you know, I have recruit. I mean, I've coached some kids that you know have had eccentric parents if you say you will but their game has been really 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 good so you deal with it yeah but before you offer Breon, just know that's what you go you oh he knows okay he knows. before you offer him he knows just know what you're dealing with okay, but well, go ahead. he knows that but also he knows he could 
put me in lines. Even though he's younger than me, he can put me in check. I go to him for a lot of the advice. So he can put just, me in check. I, I, he I'm respects what with. I do. I'm just messing with No, that's cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a part of the equation for sure as you're evaluating a kid, bringing him in. And um, it's, it's good to see. I think, you know, for me, some things to look at is, uh, you know, their uh, are they in tune with reality about their kids? A lot of parents aren't. A lot of parents think their kids are the best players ever. I think every every parent probably thinks their kid is one or two levels higher than they really are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, and also, I, I always check for just talking about games, high school or AAU or even camps, the way they talk about their coaches to me, the way parents talk about the high school coach, the AAU coach to me. You know, I, I, that's an always an, an indicative sign. If they're killing a high school coach or AAU coach, I know that they're killing the coach to the kid. Um, and I, it gives me a quick little snapshot in the future that they'll probably behave the same way about me if I end up uh, coaching the kid. The best parents I've ever been around, I mean, God rest his soul, Keith Johnson, the father of a kid I coached at Tennessee, Keon Johnson, uh, McKinley Wright, kid I coached at Colorado. Um, got you, is that Colorado? They, they are supportive, and they're like, you got him, coach. Like, man, he yours. He yours. He yours. Nice. You know, they're, they're, they're supportive to the kid after the game. I tell parents all the time, I say, man, when you get in the car with your son or daughter after the game, ask them two questions. Well, one question, one statement, one question. The first statement is tell them, man, I really love watching you play. I really enjoy watching you play. And the second thing is you ask them, do you want to know what I think? If they say no, just drive on home. Just drive on home and talk about the weather. Talk about something else. If they want to know, if they say, yeah, Dad, I, I would want to know what you think. You tell them what you think. But um, you know, I've seen too many parents uh, kind of ruin it for the kids. You know, and, and, and yes. I get it from a parent's perspective a lot of them because, you know, man, free college tuition is awesome, right? Like the money that these NBA players are making are ridiculous. Right. So when these parents think there's a chance at that, you know, you, you, you don't you don't always make rational decisions when emotion is involved. Um, so it, it sometimes we can 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 get a, a, a bit unrational. I'm actually, honestly, man, because, um, you know, being me being a trainer, coach, you know, I, you know, I coach high school ball here and me being competitive and just, you know, the culture, the, 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 the culture of this thing can get. So when you're playing at a high level, it can get so intense, you know, and, and as parents and as dads, we get, you know, caught up. And um, my son, you know, I raised my son, you know, pretty much as a single dad. And um, there was times, man, where I know I, I, I did too much. And, I, you know, me and him now, we, which it compromised our relationship. You know what I'm saying? When he was in high school, because when, you, when he's in elementary and middle school, you having talks like that, telling him stuff is one thing. But when they start getting to high school, and they start being, you know, just growing up and having their own opinions about stuff. It becomes, it, 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 it can become this, and um, it shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. It's, 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 what, it's what I've always respected about Del Curry. 
I used to love watching Doe Curry when Steph was at Davidson. A man just used to sit there. Like, you know, and, 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 and I feel like it's too, this could be wrong because I've seen some high performing parents, some parents of some high level dudes that were very into it and engaged. Yeah. But I, I just feel like it's the overwhelming feeling that the parent yeah. wants yeah. the kid to be better than they were. Yes. They want the kid to be more than they. And I think sometimes you get, you know, people living through their kids. Yeah. You know, they, you know, they like, they, they get, they, they feel like they've gotten another shot to make it. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, I just, I mean, God, so I apologize to my son. <laughs> like, 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 I honestly, like me and him, we, we, like our relationship is great now. Um, because I don't train when he comes home, my boy trains him. I don't mess with him. We, we go get some shots up at the gym or whatever. Um, you know, he's actually called me to come to, when he was in school. Dad, can you come up here to North Carolina? Because I can fly like that. Come come get some shots up with me because I've backed off. But I've apologized to him. When, at what point did you back off? What age? Um, College? Co uh, co co well, well, I backed off more. No, I backed off more after. Last week. You no, 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 no. That's why I asked that. No, 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 no. I backed off more. I backed off more after he got his um after he committed. Okay, you know it was after he committed. It was just like I got it was a load. Of, he, he's a f coach. He five eight. He five eight. But you know, junior year led the state in assists, average eighteen and eleven. Senior year twenty four and eight. He he he's dynamic. He's a dynamic player. But his road was so like just, just like his it was just a you know a small guard called the small guard chronicle so it was getting to me as well so after he committed i was like it, it low came off me and i backed off a little bit um but i've apologized to him now like just man i wish i would have done differently man like i wish and i tell now as a trainer i talk to parents all the time like chill out <laughs> Just relax, chill out, man. Trust me, you don't want to, you don't want to have your relationship like like compromised because of a sport with your son. You just don't. Um, <laughs> touch on. You want to talk about the portal a little bit? What's your thoughts about it? Pros and cons. You yeah. want to leave it alone? Either one. If you uh, let our people know about what, what you think about the portal. And for those who don't understand, the portal basically is a system just put in place uh, by the NCAA over a year ago where you could, it was one time transfer without penalty, but now I think football just passed where you can actually do it twice now. Really? Yeah, I believe so. But the portal is you can sit out, you can transfer schools Damn. without sitting out. What's your thoughts about that, coach? Yeah, it's, uh, it's even, and it's now even evolving more. We've given the guys a window, the athletes a window from selection Sunday to 60 days thereafter. The window, right. What, what is that? It's, it's, a, it's a time when they can actually do it, right? They can jump in. Jump yeah. in and out. So you're 60 days basically to make your decision, which, you know, will help us as far as roster building and finality. It'll be, we won't be going into May and June still recruiting. But uh, it, it's, it's, again, college coaches adapt. Like, I'm fine with whatever right. rule there is. We're going to find a way. We'll always get players and talent and fill teams. And they'll, 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 I say they'll always be a national champion. Like, <laughs> someone's going to win it. Like, we'll figure out how the best right. way to go about it. But um, I, I, I do think it's beginning to make it harder on high school athletes to get 
recruitment and get opportunities because now we have something we've never really had at this level. We have free agency. Right. (laughs) Player acquisition in uh, college basketball forever, for the most part, has been through grassroots and up. It's been signing high school talent, getting them into your team, building them up to the players they will be, and some some free agency here and there. But that that, that free agency even had a caveat. They, they had to sit out a year. So you're making a financial decision, have one of your scholarship players not play for a year to be in the program. That changed a little bit with the advent of the grad transfer. So graduate transfers could play right away. That changed it a bit. That made it, that gave us a, a taste of free agency. Right. Now it's legitimate. The COVID year. The, co- the COVID year took it to a whole nother level, right? Now it's legitimate free agency. Right. And you can build your roster if you want to on players that have um, proven stats. Proven stats, actual video. There's a lot less projecting that has to be done. Right, right. You know, right. And we, we, for, you know, we decided to obviously we we built our first two teams heavily relying on the, the the transfer portal. But when we first got the job, we have a player that's a thousand point scorer in the Pac-12 transfer here from Colorado, Deshaun Schwartz. We had a player I coached at Tennessee um, who transferred from the SEC. We got another player to transfer from Tennessee. We got a big guy transfer from mm-hmm. from 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 Virginia Tech. We just got a guard transfer from. New Mexico, we have a 24-year-old transfer from Moorhead State. It was another 1,000-point score, 200-plus threes. We're not projecting their production. <laughs> you know. You know because you've seen it. They're grown men, you know. Um, and that just takes opportunities away from high school guys. High school, that's, that's, that's what I'm going to ask. That's leading my next question. So what do, so what do they do? So what do you – like, they just go to prep? prep? I mean, like, like what? Like, what? what? Or maybe you don't have the answer because, like these 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 parents are confused. They don't know what to do. Now, now all these BS BS prep schools are popping up. It's like they just crazy. It's crazy. I think you. I think you. If I were advising my young son coming up to play college basketball and he was a prospect, a, a legitimate prospect at a solid level, I would have, I'd evaluate rosters and see if there's a legitimate, not only interest, but like commitment to my son. Um, and if I found those two things and there's a place that I felt like he could get a good education and grow, I'm taking it. I'm not waiting anymore because, you know, and here's how it happens, you know, like um, our strategy, we, we, we're very picky with who we truly target. Like forget an offer, forget who we offer, who do we recruit, right? Who are we recruiting, right? Who do we bring on campus? Who are we actually targeting? Um, and it used to be, if you don't get those targets, you got plan B. Right. If you don't get plan B, you got plan C. You don't get plan C, you get plan B. It's getting to the point now where if we don't get our top targets, we sit back and wait. 
Because in the spring, you got all the kids you didn't sign last year that you had a great recruiting, great relationship with. But he just decided to go to the wow. Big East of the Big Ten and the ACC. And he and it may be the guy from two years ago. And he was like, yeah, man, man, I loved Coach, man. Yeah, yeah, I like what he was talking about. Now that relationship, yeah, man. We're, we're, I mean, I think we're in the most – I think there's not more talent in the country than is right here in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Yeah. Like, kids from right here get the opportunity to come back home. Kids, kids, we kids, our staff coached at other places. Um, you know, so we get some, you know, ready-made older guys. It just makes it a little bit more difficult for the high school kid. And I hate it for them. I hate it for the high school kid. I hate it for high school kids. I hate that this is what it's come to, but it came from the people that ever said when a coach got a new job. Right. Have you ever heard a coach say, have you ever heard someone say, why does the coach have to sit out? Sit out, right. right. But he want, and he could coach right away. Why the penalty or anything. Right. So now, so that, that, that's what everyone used to say, and everyone used to, you know, say you didn't have to. But the, the worst thing about it, and why I hate it for kids, especially kids from underserved communities, uh, young black kids, is because it absolutely is going to crush, crush graduation rates. It's going to crush it. Mm. Did your son graduate from Campbell? No, he's a senior. He, he, this is his fourth. He's a senior. This is his fourth. Okay. So he has two years eligibility. So he has two years eligibility. Though. Okay, well, COVID changed that. But let's say there's no COVID. Let's say you have four years to play basketball. Right. Let's say you play two years of basketball at random state university. Right. Play two years of basketball. You decide to transfer to uh, university of whatever. When you make that transfer this year to this year, all your credits, all your credits. That's happening a lot in football. That's happening a lot in football. Now you're behind. You're behind. He got blessed. But you don't have that redshirt year to catch up on those credits. So now you're going to play your junior year. You're going to play your senior year. And you're going to be out of eligibility still with nine 12, 15, 16 Some hours. Some schools might not pick up that bill for the last 15 hours. They, but they, let's say they do. Right. Let's say they do. You think you're good enough to be a pro? You ain't hanging around for that. You're going to go. Right. You're going you to go overseas. You're going to go go start making some money. You're going to say, I'm going to do it in the summer, but you're going to get back in the summer. You're not going to do it. Because life in Europe is hard, 10 months away from home. You get, but you're going to hang out with your boys. You ain't going to school. So now we're, we're, we're we are going to pass a few generations. And, and it, it, it even gets deeper when you talk about, you know, what we lost in high school education and middle school education because of COVID. How, how, how behind right. a few, a yeah. few generations are. Yeah. Yes. My little one's struggling. You know, no reading rates, math rates, and young people—it has like plummeted the last two years. So it's 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 actually sad when you think about the true essence of higher education and, and athletics collegially. It should be education, graduation, career. Um, it's turning into eligibility and helping these teams win. Mm. One last thing, one to touch on before we let you go. NIL. It's changed the game a little bit, recruiting. Would you agree, disagree? 
What's your comments on NIL? Again, like I said, whatever rule we got, like I'm cool with it. Like I'm, it is, we, like uh, we we can't say America is a capitalist country, right. and then not allow American citizens to benefit off their name, image, and likeness. Um, you know, and and you know, you I, I thought about it when you were talking about the comment about fifty percent of uh, players didn't belong there. I'm out of the thing where like. I don't believe people can get overpaid. Like you, you're worth whatever right. someone pays you. That's and, and that's in my field. <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever level they gave you a scholarship at, man, that's your scholarship. Like good, good for you, earn whatever you want to say. But it's right. it's 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 not nil. What's happening is not name, image, and likeness. Right. Kids aren't benefiting off their net. Kids are getting paid to go to a place. Right. You know, and, and that's always been happening. <laughs> so it's it, it's just it, it's just uh, you idiot. I, I, it's I, just, I never disagreed with you. You just said they should go there for that reason. Shut up, let them talk. It's uh it's it's uh it's it's if it is true nil, then great. But right, right. you know, I don't believe that college players right again pay for their name. Well, no, but you know, I said this about free agency earlier. I don't believe I don't believe NBA players should make decisions solely on money and free agency. I think if, if you want to talk true longevity, like I think Lance Stevenson made a mistake when he left Indiana to take the money. I think it was in Charlotte, whatever it was. He it was like a six million dollar difference he took. Like, well, I'm a, I'm an Asian, so I'm gonna disagree. You know, I'm out there. <laughs> Go ahead. Truly think of the long term, like if man, if you could, if you could say no to six million dollars here because this situation, man, this scheme, this they play a nickel, this, this man, this coach has been great with DBs, man. You're gonna make it. That next contract might even be bigger, you know. So I, I think young people would be making a mistake mm -hmm. if they don't go to the best basketball decision. Because of a hundred thousand dollars right. here, which might be a twenty thousand dollar, you know, delta. So that's just my thoughts. But again, I mean, yeah, you weren't about the resources, idiot. But um, you wanted to finish up with something. You had something else no. you wanted to say, Coach? You made some great points, man. You made some. That, those, those, those are some great points. Anything you want to add, Coach? Before we uh. Jump off this end this episode. We definitely appreciate you jumping on. Man, absolutely. I, I wish you the best. I wish you the best this season. I'll be in Atlanta in a couple of days checking out some kids. One kid, but this this oh this uh for school open period September. Yeah, hit, yeah. hit me up. We'll do lunch like we do. And I'll keep I'll keep an eye out for you, Coach. I'm out, I'm out there in these streets. I'm out I'm out here in these streets. I'll definitely keep an eye out for you, man. I'm a George Mason fan now, man. My man, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. CGN, right. we all we got.